Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff, to parents and to pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Now in this episode, we're back in the headmaster's office hearing from Chris Ramsey himself. This is a great episode. We hear a roundup of the end of last term, excellent for parents to hear all the activities happening in school, and we get to hear what we can expect in the coming year. But we also gain an insight into Chris's mind on some other areas too, such as his views on blazers in school and rugby colours and cricket colours, a very interesting way of turning something on its head. So come with me now as we hear from Headmaster at Whitgift, Chris Ramsey. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here. How are you today? Yeah, very good, thank you. It's a slightly uh, dull Saturday morning, but first week of term safely over and uh, in pretty good form. Thank you, Simon. Well, it's great to have you back on since launching the channel back at the start of last term. But of course, 2021 is behind us. Let's jump straight into it, Chris. Tell us something about last term, the run up to Christmas. What was happening in school during that time? Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we have, as I may have said last time, we've always been pretty determined to keep things going as normally as possible. And we had a pretty good end of term. We had a, a great carol service and we had a very good, I think, last day of term. It's often it's quite difficult to get the routine of a last day of term right, I always think, in schools because, you know, obviously everybody's in a bit of a holiday mood, but on the other hand, you want it to be purposeful. So getting that balance between having some purposeful lessons but but also with an eye to it being the last day of term right was i think i think my staff brilliantly did that we made the last minute decision to pivot to outside assemblies so it was quite a sort of dramatic series of end of term assemblies i did out on the terrace obviously we were keen not to put anybody in any difficult positions just before christmas and and, and that was terrific so we had we had kind of end of year assemblies pretty much as usual and uh, they went very well so outside assemblies, I mean, how did that actually work from a logistics point of view? And of course, how mindful did you need to be of the, of the, the great British weather? Well, we were lucky. We obviously looked ahead and uh, it was a mild day and we had, uh, the, we had the, the boys out on the terrace. And we do, we do do some events out there. One of the things we, we did, though, and I took the opportunity to do, is to actually talk to the boys about how important it was to actually have an assembly. What, what is the point of getting together? which I believe very strongly is, is, is an important thing. And also we, we took the opportunity to, to bring forward to the end of the Michaelmas term some of the things we would have done later in the year, notably uh, to, uh, to give out upper sixth colours blazers, which, is, which made me think quite a lot about that whole, whole business of uh, kind of rewarding pupils and giving them special things to, to, to display and wear, which uh, is, uh, is a kind of interesting thing we do in schools, isn't it? No, of course. Okay, so for anyone listening to this right now, they might not have any idea at all about these upper sixth colour blazers. Tell us a little bit more about that. So, you know, like a lot of schools, and it's a tradition that that goes back, I imagine, quite a long way, we give to usually upper sixth form pupils who have really excelled in a particular area, be it music, be it drama, be it sport, be it uh, CCF. We have a fantastic sort of CCF band and if they have really over the years excelled and and committed themselves to these activities we give them colours very common in schools but 
you know, in, in the sense of you don't live your life in schools, it does sound a, a slightly odd thing to do. It's a kind of, mm-hmm. if you like, badge of, 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 of excellence. And for, for, for these about 30 or 40 upper sixth formers, if they get their, their full colours, they get a, a rather smart, dark, it's a black blazer with, with sort of gold piping and, and, a, and a rather nice badge. And they really appreciate it. And the, the thing I reflected on after this assembly is a big part of me temperamentally has always been a bit anti that kind of thing you know the kind of club tie the medal the you know special Mm. special badge for doing certain things because I kind of a big part of me temperamentally feels you shouldn't do activities in order to get some kind of you know badge or medal or whatever and Mm. There's a sense in which people who are, frankly, opposed to independent education and, and, and very understandably opposed to kind of elitism would say, you know, look, that's, that's the worst side of, of independent schools, isn't it? You know, these you know, dressing up in fancy blazers and you know, gowns and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and so temperamentally, I've always, I've always had a lot of sympathy for that viewpoint. But I think I've changed my mind slightly. And the reason is that I actually feel that if you take these, these, these blazers as an, as an example, and uh, in fact, one or two staff and, and boys said this to me, you shouldn't wear a medal or a blazer or whatever it is as a way of saying how much better you are than other people. It's a way of, of almost holding yourself to account. So, you know, the blazer, it isn't... It isn't an achievement in itself. It, is, it isn't a privilege in itself. It's a demonstration that you take an activity seriously and you're prepared to stand up and be held to account for it. And I think if you put it like that, you know, why do people wear their medals on Remembrance Day? Because they're saying, look, you know, I'm proud of, of what I stand for and I'm prepared to stand up and be counted for it. So I think that's kind of interesting. So I've been saying that a little bit more to, to the boys. You know, if you've got your, your rugby colours or your cricket colours... You know, it means you stand for you know, sportsmanship, legacy, all of those important things, and you're prepared to, to work for them rather than sit back and, and be congratulated. hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes, it makes perfect sense. It's really interesting to kind of turn it on its head and look at it from a different point of view. And, and I, I think a lot of people listening to this right now will, will really understand and resonate with that. OK, so that was back last term, the end of 2021. In many ways, it's quite nice to see the back of 2021. Here we are having started the spring term. How has this kicked off 2022 at Whitgift? Well, again, I think that we've started very well. We've, we've had, interestingly, I, um, I got a lot of uh, kickback from my, my staff because uh, as part of my beginning of term address, I said, you know, it's, it's quite hard to get enthusiastic about January, isn't it? You know, it's cold and dark. Uh, and uh, a few of my staff quite rightly said, oh, come on, you know, it's the beginning of a new year. We should, we should be optimistic. And, and, and I'm naturally an optimistic person anyway, so that, that's quite right. But no, it started well. We're, we're, we're into mock exams for the year 11 and, uh, and upper sixth boys. I think, you know, in, in reality that both boys and staff are, are glad to be back. And where the challenge for us as a school is, and I'm sure it's the same for other schools too, where the challenge for us as a school is, is indeed not to be, if you like, heads down and just sort of fighting our way through a, a, a gloomy time of year, 
but to keep our, our, our heads up and thinking about where we're trying to head. Uh, and, and that is quite, quite right of stuff to push back on me. Uh, uh, that, that, that's exactly what we should be doing. So interesting that you mentioned that you're an optimistic person and, and really encouraging, actually, to hear the, the staff pushing back on you on that. Um, where, where did that come from in the first place? I mean, I, I guess, well, where does temperament come from? I don't know. I mean, I think probably my own family background. I mean, my own, my own parents were certainly the kind of people who said, look, you know, think about what can be done rather than what can't be done. Uh, mm. And certainly if you, if you work in education, I think you should naturally be optimistic. And I don't mean that in any kind of sort of silly, you know, fluffy Pollyanna way. You know, in a school setting and, 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 and any, any organisation that is trying to, to work with people, I think mm. you have to start from the viewpoint that the vast majority of people are doing the best with what they have Mm-hmm. to you know to, to move forward and and as if you start from that viewpoint you're working with people and obviously teachers do this with with pupils I hope all the time and when I talk about you know uh, uh, lifting our heads up and, and thinking about what we're trying to do I have in mind here things like for the pupils although we're in a kind of exam time now with with mock exams and so on and so forth that's not the point of learning the point mm-hmm. of learning is to uh, find things you enjoy, to build connections, to explore your own passions. And exams are a necessary part, but that's not the end point. And, and as, as people, and I think what's interesting at the moment with things like masks in schools, um, we, as people, we've got to, to be courteous and to keep that kind of everyday, those everyday connections going. And if I have a, not a gripe, but, but, but a, a point about the kind of masks in schools and, 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 and sort of potential restrictions, I don't want us to lose, and I'm determined not to lose, the connections that we have as human beings, uh, which are important as we go around our daily life. That's really good to hear. And when you talk about lifting heads up, of course, if we look to the future of 2022, I'd love to understand some of the things that are front and centre of your mind right now. What are your main priorities for 2022? Well, I think, you know, going back, as I said, to, you know, some really big things about the point of education. And and, and we are uh, really determined at, at, at Whitgift that the the way in which our pupils learn, particularly at the bottom of the school in year seven, year eight, year nine, must be all about the joy of learning, a culture of, of, of scholarship and, and, and intellectual curiosity. And uh, we're developing some very interesting courses at the, at the lower part of the school. We have a, a, a global citizenship course. We have, a, we, have a, we have a fantastic languages curriculum with the boys uh, in year seven doing lots of different languages. And one of the most uh, I won't name the colleague because it would embarrass him, but, but one of the most fascinating things I did on the staff training day is I went uh, around some of the meetings that, that groups of staff were having and I, I popped in on a meeting of a group of staff from different subject areas who are leading on the Year 8 in, Independent Learning Project, which all our Year 8 boys do. It's a, it's a, it's a, a programme called Ignite. And uh, I was incredibly impressed by these staff who were really thinking about how do we get each individual boy, every single one of them, researching their own projects, helping them to deliver a presentation, helping them to their sort of uh, uh, research and referencing techniques, 
uh, and uh, you know th these th these colleagues are incredibly committed to these longer term educational goals and, mm. and anybody who says that a school like Whitgift is an exam factory is missing the point so I think that's that's mm. the single biggest thing we've got some lots of uh, projects with the with the site that we're we're trying to get on with and we're also working hard to uh, uh, to keep raising bursary funds so we've got a lot to do in 2022. Well bursary funds I remember on our last podcast I think you said that a quarter of the boys are bursary holders which is always an impressive statistic. These big projects within the site are you able to share any of those details or are, are they public already? Yes absolutely I mean it's it's not particularly exciting in some ways because I've, we've always said that our site plan is not a kind of we haven't got a load of marquee projects because that's not the kind of school we are uh, the, the main thing we want to do is sort out the the pedestrianisation of, of our site so we want to make sure that the the parking and the, and the if you like the traffic access is is sorted out properly permanently and and safely it's, it's in some ways quite boring but in some ways it will unlock the middle of the site which currently has has got some traffic in issues in it and once we've done that um, we're working closely with with Croydon Council to get the right you know the, the right sort of traffic solutions in the roads around the, the the school but once we've done that and we can get all the traffic away from the centre of site we'll be able to develop a new a new what we're calling a sixth form centre plus so a, a new sixth form centre with some other functions within it and that hopefully uh, in the next couple of years we'll be able to do. Awesome well that does sound very exciting actually. Now Covid hasn't gone away of course how do you see the boys responding positively to this world in which they and we have all been thrust? That's a really great question I mean the first thing I'd say is you know young people are in general, incredibly adaptable and, and incredibly sensible. And so, you know, I don't see within within Whitgift any signs of, of our, our pupils being, you know, kind of mindlessly stupid about things, you know, that they are being sensible. I think they are, I think they've navigated, most of them have navigated the last 18 months very well. We do have, as I guess every school does, a, I would say, relatively significant number of boys for whom, and, and they boys from all backgrounds, uh, for whom this has been, you know, mentally very, very challenging, and 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 that's true of professionals, staff in in all all backgrounds too, and we are working hard to support them, and you know, we said right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I know it sounds a little bit idealistic, but we said that we weren't in the business of leaving people behind. So where we've got pupils who are struggling, we are doing our very, very best to support them. In general, uh, I think that young people are coming through this as well as one can expect, but I, I am personally pleased that the public rhetoric seems to be, from what I'm reading and hearing, seems to be in a place where we're saying we must not we must not let our young people bear the brunt of any future uh, issues or restrictions. And that's certainly always been my viewpoint. I don't want to be too political about this, but it does seem to me to be pretty current in, 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 the, in the sort of current discourse, if you like, in the media that, you know, schools have got to remain open. Kids have got to keep being educated. It's, it's kind of uh, it seems to be a pretty well accepted now. And looking again to the future, I know that in the past you've had some collaborative projects with Old Palace. Are you looking to continue collaboration with them? 
Absolutely. Uh, that's one of the very, very important things that uh, we're, we're continuing to do. And I have, a, I think, a personally very good relationship with, with the senior leadership at, at Old Palace and, and, and my senior team do too. We're uh, going to be running another community summer school with them in the, the coming summer. We're looking to do a lot, lot more academic projects because I think although joint activities such as drama, music and, and if you like, social activities are fantastic... Both Old Palace and Whitgift, we're both selective schools, so our boys and our girls are bright. Uh, and it's when you get them working together on academic projects that you get the boys and girls from both sides kind of thinking, oh, OK, so that's a slightly different way of seeing this. I haven't thought about that. And uh, that's what we want to carry on doing. That does sound good. That really does. OK, so, I mean, here we are in January. Let's let's imagine for a moment that we that we're in July or even August. The our whole academic year has finished. And let's imagine that that COVID restrictions for travel have all gone. Um, where would you like to go? Where would you choose to go for a summer holiday? And who would you like to go with? <laughs> this is one of your famous personal questions. Well, I've got I've got the answer to that straight away, because about five years ago, so I have uh, t- 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 two grown up sons and a grown up daughter. And my daughter and I have always wanted to go to Peru. And uh, I promised my daughter that I would take her to Peru when she finished her GCSEs. And it didn't quite fit the sort of family uh, circumstances at that point. So I said, well, never mind, we'll, we'll go. It'd be even better if we go after you've done your A-levels, oh, gosh. which would right. have been uh, July 2020. But a company that we had uh, uh, contacted, and, and I will advertise, they're called Go Andes, and, and they're fantastic. And they said, well, that's OK, you can, you can defer it to 2021. It'll, it'll be fine by 2021. Well, of course, that didn't happen either. But we are due to go in 2022. And uh, the result of delaying it for two years uh, has been that we've extended the trip so we're, we're, we're hoping to have three weeks in South America in July 2022 if we do a podcast in mm-hmm. September 2022 Simon uh, and we haven't been you may have to be you may have to be careful because uh, I might be in a bad mood <laughs> I'll bear that in mind for sure uh, Chris we need to bring this to an end now but I just want to say thank you for your time and thank you for sharing your thoughts with us here today thank you really great to speak to you Simon thanks ever so much So that was Chris Ramsey, headmaster at Whitgift, sharing his thoughts on last term, on this term and beyond. Thank you, Chris, for giving up your time on a Saturday morning, I must say, to join us for this episode of the podcast. Now, that's it for this one. Our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.